Hey guys, just want to take a quick break to talk about Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't heard about it, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Uh, we use it here at Purple Octopus Red Sweater, and it's been awesome. Um, so yeah, let me just explain a couple things about Anchor. Um, they have the best tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Um, this is my first time editing a podcast, and Anchor has made it super easy for me to uh, edit. Um, while hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on all platforms like Spotify, Apple, and uh, much more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So head over to the App Store now and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. See you guys. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode seven of the Purple Octopus Red Sweater podcast. My name is Evan and joined by Wes as always. But before I introduce you, Wes, uh, you just texted me saying that you fell down the fucking stairs. I sure did. Good. I was just going to, I was just going to start with that too. Uh, yeah, I was just, uh, you know, I got the construction going on. So there's just loose shit and whatnot. And I just kind of took a step down the step and I fucking, I was about midair and I went, Oh, this is going to be bad. And, uh, I put my arm down and I, and I was able to like firm it on, onto a step, not on like the side and slip or anything. So I went about four steps down, fucking still had my drink in my left hand. Fucking, I, I mean, I spilt a little bit. But probably like a sip or two, so That's it was pretty, fucking, it was pretty fucking legit. I was pretty fucking impressed. I was like, "Fuck!" In midair, I was like, "Now I got to make another goddamn drink before the podcast." <laughs> right? Yeah. What are you drinking? Just a little fucking whiskey and coke. It's same thing. Drinking, drinking. Uh, this is gonna sound so girly, but Jim Beam vanilla and coke. Oh, not bad. I got uh, I got Weisers here, made here in Windsor. There you go. Good shit. Um, so I mean. A couple things at the top. There are some pretty big news stories uh, concerning the Red Wings and uh, Jack Eichel. So, elephant in the room, Jack Eichel. Let's get to that first. Yeah, let's get the the blockbuster fucking deal out of the fucking blockbuster. So, Jack Eichel. So, there's been the talk for months, eh, Evan? Like, fucking, it's been driving both of us crazy. Um, Yeah. I got to say, Vegas wins. Like, I, I mean, people were saying, like, I was talking to one of my friends today, and he's like, Buffalo didn't get enough. And I was like, but what can they get? Like, he's hurt. We don't know. And also, like, you know, they got to just get it done. And uh, now I was talking with my dad, too, and uh, he was saying, oh, why didn't they take Calgary's offer? And then I read today, and I was thinking to myself, there's no way Kachuk was a part of Calgary's offer, and they didn't take that. Turns out Kachuk wasn't a part of the offer. Yeah, it must have been a cannon fodder then because I was listening to a podcast earlier and like kind of said the same thing. Like if if he was on the table and he was part of a trade package that included like him and a couple of first or, you know, tossing a prospect, like you, you take that immediately. Uh, the, the thought is, is that they use that and kind of made it go public to get more out of uh, to get more uh, out of Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, well, and I can see that. Yeah, yeah because, like, I mean, uh, because it also said there's two firsts, a former first and a current, and two other players. So that's getting like a whole other player that's almost Eichel's caliber, and then right. the same trade. So yeah, I mean Tuck's a good player. Tuck's a very good player. Um, Krebs is supposed to be a very good player, uh, but yep. Jack Eichel, when he's healthy, he's got a top five or top ten players in the NHL. Yeah, I definitely think he's top five for sure, and. 
Um, Tuck right now is on IR, so um, he won't be back for a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months. I kind of forgot his timeline. But, yeah, Krabs is a good prospect. Um, that first-round pick, you got to imagine it's going to be, like, in the mid-20s or so. So, I mean, it's a late first-rounder, but still a first-rounder. Uh, between fucking so uh, so this is the condition on it i, I had a, i had it up because i wanted to talk just uh vegas if vegas's first round pick this year so that's what it is it's a first this year uh and a second next year so if vegas's first round pick in in this year in 2022 is not a top 10 selection the sabers will get this year's first rounder and a 23 second rounder and okay. then Vegas will also get a 23 third rounder from Buffalo. But if Vegas's first round pick this year is a top 10, then Buffalo gets next year's thir- first rounder and 24 second rounder. And then the Knights would receive a 24 third. So there's some conditions on it, but they're pretty basic. Basically, if it's not a top 10, Buffalo has their pick this yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't see Vegas being a top 10 pick, so they'll get this year's probably. Right. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I do kind of disagree with you, though. I, I think that the consensus has been that Buffalo got absolutely washed by Vegas, and I just don't see it at all. I mean, I think that – like, we, we just mentioned it. Jack Eichel's a top-five player when he's healthy. Problem is, he's not healthy. You never know if he's going to be the same Jack Eichel. However, if he is, Vegas wins that trade. If he comes back – Well, yeah, the that, that's the thing. Right now, on paper, they've won. See, like, I, don't, Vegas, I don't – Vegas has won. But if Eichel can't, you know, and I got to imagine, like, Eichel had surgery fucking this morning. He, he probably did, yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, because it broke around midnight last night or so, the actual trade. So you got to, but I mean, it was pending the trade call. But I'm sure when the NHL office is open at 9 a.m. and Bettman approved it or whoever approves it, Eichel was fucking ready for surgery. And the doctor walked in the room and went, all right, let's do it. Yeah, under the knife immediately, yeah. Yeah, like, um, fucking, I, let's not waste any time. And I get it. I'd... I, I think any athlete would do the same thing. Okay, I'm traded. I'm getting the surgery done right now because my timeline's got to be as fast as possible. Not only does he want to get into Vegas's lineup, they're, which they're going to be all right without him, but I mean, my God, what an acquisition that's going to be when he gets into the lineup. Now, the other thing is Vegas is going to have to make some other trades to get under the cap before Eichel comes off LTIR. Yep. But also, sorry, the only other point I wanted to make was I got to assume Eichel's got to be just wanting to rush back and get ready and play in the fucking Olympics. Yeah, I, that was probably like a big part too. And um, uh, John Bucicross talked to Jack Eichel this morning. I just watched their interview. Uh, honestly, I'm surprised the way that Eichel carried himself. He didn't say anything bad towards Buffalo, which I mean, kind of expected. But at the same time, I could totally have seen him gone in there and just been like F and these guys left and right. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, and you know what? That I, I understand that. And I seen an interview with him maybe a month or so ago. I think it was around training camp when they stripped him of captaincy. And he said he, he still said he enjoyed his time in Buffalo. He loves this city. You know, he'll still come back once he's gone. Um, you know, he's got a lot of friends in the city and he's met good people. Yeah, he loves the city. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you're obviously you're so so that's the fans. I mean, yeah, don't you don't gotta say anything about the organization because the organization they're the ones that pay you, but really it's the fans. Just keep a good relationship with the fans, and you can always be loved. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, I'm looking at Cap Friendly right now, and Vegas has $26 million on LTIR right now between Eichel, Stone, and Pacioretty. Yeah. That's fucking wild. A um, couple other exactly. things. Exactly. Their projected cap hit right now is $91 million. That's 10 over the fucking, like, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, so they got to move um, – 
I mean, they got they're at zero space right now. So you got to move one of these guys that isn't injured. Like, you know, I could see moving, Riley Smith being moved. I could see that. Like I was thinking Patchy already, but Patchy already's on long-term injured reserve. So moving his right. 7 million doesn't even do anything for you right now. Um you're not right. going to move Mark Stone obviously. Uh Jake Bishop makes uh entry level deal, so he's on long-term. Yeah, I can see William Carlson being a casualty. Uh oh, Jonathan March so could be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and- I mean, those are two good players, but yeah, yeah, Jack Eichel. <laughs> True, but um, I mean, essentially, sorry to cut you off there, but essentially, yeah, you uh, you're giving up a lot more than what you gave up in the trade because you're gonna have to go and get rid of other guys to fit him. I mean, and you're gonna get futures for those guys, so it won't be as bad, but. It's going to end up being a lot more than just, you know, Eichel for Tuck and uh, it will be. Yeah, Krebs, I agree. Because it'll be, you know, three or four other guys moving out of Vegas. Yeah, I'm looking at their cap friendly again. And the only person that's probably going to get a nice haul, the deadline, who's also have like a pretty significant uh, cap hit, is Riley Smith. And he's a UFA at the end of this year. So definitely could see him being traded for a younger guy with a smaller contract. I could see them moving Alec Martinez. He makes over five million. He's thirty-four years old. Yeah, he's got four years left though. With well, uh, two years, two years after this, so three years left. Oh, three. Mar- yeah, Martinez. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Theodore has yep. four. And then a uh, five-point-two-five cap hit for Martinez. So, I mean, not probably not super easy to trade or move that. I should say, but I mean, who knows? Yeah. While uh, we're on the while we're on the subject, we'll talk about uh, Morgan Riley got a big fucking contract. He did. Good for him. Player, uh, yeah, you know, he maxed out eight years, 60 million bucks. Um, I I want to rip this move apart, and it's not it, like Riley would have got more money on the open market, I believe he would have, but it's a good sign for Toronto. But the problem is, Toronto can't do anything else, yeah, they're fucked. They've just like again crunched themselves, they just. Uh, and so, I, you know, I love it because I fucking hate the Leafs and I just want to start ripping them apart, but I don't. But, like, I, again, they're, they're going to continue to be up against it. They will. And I, I love going down, like, rabbit holes of, like, Maple Leafs Twitter because those guys just lose their fucking minds. Oh, and yeah, people, were pr- people were pretty upset about Morgan Riley signing, like, People are more upset with Kyle Dubas, I should say. There's not a lot of Kyle Dubas love on uh, well, Toronto no, Twitter right now. it's because he's put them in fucking cap handcuffs. Yeah. I mean, looking at their – I mean, this is a story as old as time at this point. Everyone knows it, that, like, four players take up, like, 45% of their cap, which is, you know, obviously not going to get you too many cups. So, um, No, there's a number I wrote down the other day. Keep going. I just want to try to find this. I know I wrote it down. No, yeah, and – well, obviously, like, some of those guys that they have these massive contracts with, you're not going to move. Like, Austin Matthews is there. John Tavares is your captain. You probably can't move him. He's making $11 million, 31 years old. Yeah, um, he's making it for, like, six, five more years. Five more years, yeah. I mean, the only possible, like, trade I could see to free up some cap space is probably Will Nylander. But, again, like, he's humming right now. Like, he's a great player. I don't, I don't see them moving Mitch Marner unless it's, like, they absolutely have to or he has, like, a shitty year. But he's starting to get hot, so. Um, I don't yeah, know what he's always, gonna do. he's always good come the playoffs. That's he, yeah, best player in the league in the playoffs. They, Sidney Crosby and Mitch Marner, best players in the playoffs of all time. So, um, 
So the number I had seen is that Tampa pays all of their forwards thirty-seven million, and Toronto pays five Whoa. players forty-eight million. Now that's that thirty-seven. You add Kudrov to that, and it becomes like forty-seven. True, it does. but so but you're still a million less than what Toronto's paying five guys, and Tampa's paying the whole forward group. Yeah. That's it's fucked. I mean, it's not going to win you cups, but I mean, we've, we've Fif- seen this before. 15 forwards on Tampa. And I mean, Kucherov, Stamkos, I'll take them over a couple of Toronto guys. Right. Right. Chernak, all those guys. All like the Kalorn, fucking Pilon. Yeah. I mean, these are guys that are coming off two points. better team, but yeah, yeah. fuck point, points. Um, and then Adam Fox this- staying on contracts. Adam Fox got oh, the big fucking. Ho, ho. Biggest contract from a defenseman ever coming off their uh, entry level. Well-deserved for good for Adam Fox. Uh, I think he's the next captain Great of the Rangers. Great for him, man. Yeah, yeah, he definitely should be. Uh, I mean, you just I, I you just committed Rangers. that much to him? Yeah, give him the C. Yeah, um, exactly. I think my second favorite team is probably the Rangers, obviously, behind Detroit. and I, I like love... liking the Rangers. I mean, I grew up playing for yeah. a team called the Rangers, so. Fair enough. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're fun to – root for you know like awesome history that's the state medicine square gardens an awesome stadium they don't really like piss many too many fans off of like other teams you know they're kind of just like the rangers they're kind of just there but they're yeah. good they're gonna be good yeah they're like one of those historic teams where it's like how can you hate them they've just like they've just been mediocre for so long that it's like eh they're not yeah, harming exactly. anybody it's kind of like the blackhawks before they you know went on their dynasty run but nowadays everyone yeah. hates them and they're the worst franchise on the planet but yeah, and um, I saw a thing where Patrice Bergeron uh, talked with the Boston GM and coach and said that the whole, he wanted the whole team to sit down and watch Kyle Beach's interview together as a team because he thought there was wow. a lot to learn and a lot to build on. Love that. Yep. Uh, and the only other things I really have, uh, non-Red Wings, uh, Scott Wedgwood was claimed off waivers today by Arizona, so he's going back to the Coyotes. <laughs> Goalie Scott Wedgwood. I always liked <laughs> him. He's young, and, too, right? uh, yeah, he's about 24 or so. Um, I met him a real long time ago, and he was such a nice guy that, you know, I kind of, not that I followed his career, but, you know, I kind of just seen, you know, he gets moved around a lot, waivers and free agencies yeah. and this and that. Uh, he did win a Stanley Cup with Tampa as a black ace. Um, boy. Yeah, he played for the Plymouth Whalers uh, back in the OHL a long time ago, so. And then the other thing was another Buffalo trade that happened today, real under the radar. Uh, they acquired Johnny Boychuk. Did they? I didn't even see that. Contract. He doesn't play anymore. The Islanders had him on long-term injured. And I believe with Eichel gone, I, I believe with Eichel gone, they needed money to get to the floor. So they acquired Boychuk's contract. Also, I didn't realize Tampa had Brent Seabrook's contract. Tampa does? Yeah, it must have been a part of the Tyler Johnson trade. It, yeah, no, because Seabrook got dealt somewhere else. He got dealt. No, Seabrook. No, you're talking Keith. Yeah, now I'm in a fucking mind pretzel. There's so many of those old pieces of shit shits that got traded. Not saying that Keith is, but okay, whatever, doesn't matter. But I'm looking at a. I think this might have thrown me off. I'm looking at yeah for Tyler Johnson. He was traded July 27th. Seabrook to Tampa for Tyler Johnson. Okay, got it. Um, Wedgwood actually had like a pretty good year last year in New Jersey. 16 games, he had a 900. 
2.89. Yeah, not about, not about, yeah. And you think, you think he's a rather big guy, too? Yeah, he is. He's 6'2. Six, uh, six oh, yeah. Maybe not. Um, maybe I just thought that. You see, yeah. goalies in uniform, too. They're always a lot fucking. Yeah, they look massive. Yeah. All right, let's do some uh, Red Wings stuff. Since yeah, let's go to the Detroit Red Wings. What do you got? Let's start. You can start I mean, her off. I talked a lot. Yeah, already. we got to start with the two big time prospects winning awards. I'm uh, starting with Kosa, WHA Goalie of the Month, and then uh, Mosai Rookie of the Month. And yeah, well, I mean, and the fucking clown who fucking messaged into the Instagram and fucking said that. Valeno should stay up and Cider and Raymond need more time in the AHL. They haven't done anything. Guy needs to go lick a fucking pole in the wintertime and fucking pay attention to the games. Cider yeah. and Raymond haven't done anything. The top two fucking players in the league almost. Top two rookies. He probably thinks that Danny DeKaiser is like a good hockey player too. So. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Probably thinks fucking Mickey Redmond's our captain. <laughs> yeah. No, but – uh Kosa, let's get to him first because it's like lesser news, I guess, because most Sider is like such a massive storyline. But yeah, Kosa just dominating. He also had a shutout last night, 7-0. Uh, they dominated. Um, but yeah, when you draft him 15 overall, and it comes out later that uh, the front office and Eisenman had Kosa ranked ahead of the other goalie in that draft. Um, oh, they had him. I think everybody had him ranked ahead of Wallstedt. Yeah, see, that's crazy. Except for Central Scouting. Central Scouting ranked higher than Costa. See, I didn't know that, and I follow prospects like really tightly, like leading into the draft. And I didn't, I didn't hear a single thing that Costa was ranked higher than. Um, now Wallstead, I didn't hear until when they grabbed Costa. I was like, why didn't they get this Wallstead guy? Right, and then right. I started looking up Costa, and I was like, oh. And then I was realizing people were like, Costa's better. They bet they shouldn't get Wallstead. Da da da. I think the thing with Costa versus Wallstead is that. Kosa has a higher ceiling, but Wallstead's like already there. Like he's just such a he's like a Carey Price type goalie. Like he's got awesome form, just like yeah, yeah. He's well, he's been playing pro for a couple of years over in Sweden, right? So yeah, that's fair. Yeah, he's got the. He's but got yeah, I mean, Kosa's exciting. I yeah, I don't yeah. think this is how it's gonna work out. But if it does, it'll be beautiful. If it's Netty and then uh, Kosa one two, like it, it, that's like too much of a perfect storm. But again, no, yeah, but I think so. if Ned's if Ned continues to become a goaltender, he'll leave because he'll want to be a starter. Right, yeah. But, I mean, the way that the league's trending, though, like, maybe he understands that it is, like, a two-goalie system nowadays, and he's not going to have, you know, like, 60 starts a year. But that also depends on how well Kosa comes up, right? Because if Kosa comes up and is a Carey Price or Vasilevsky where he's playing 50, 60 games. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I don't think that's, like, like I just said, I don't think that's the formula anymore. Like, you you have guys that start, like, 45, 50 games. Yeah, but it is the formula if you have guys like Price and Vasilevsky. Because Vazel true, fucking eighty-seven games a fucking year. Yeah, he does. Um, yeah, anything else about Kosa? Uh, no. Okay, no, congratulations to, to him, rookie of the month. We talked about him. Yep, uh, and then most fighter, obviously, like the biggest storyline. Just been waiting to talk about this forever. Uh, yeah, rookie of the fucking month in the entire NHL. He is leading defenseman in assists as of last night. I didn't check and see what if anyone passed him, but yeah, what a fucking monster future is Bright keep saying it. Yeah, it sure fucking is, man. Holy moly. Uh and then and... I wanted to touch on the fucking clown that fucking uh Tim 
Tim the fucking clown on Twitter. That, that guy's uh, awesome. That fucking, what the fuck was he even saying? I can't even remember it. It made me so mad. He was saying, fuck, what was he saying? Let me go check. Talk about, keep him entertained for a minute. Yeah, fuck. I, it, it was, it was like, I don't know. Hold on. I got guy. it right here. Okay. He, oh yeah. Oh well, yeah. Larkin's that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Larkin's Larkin's business is our business. No, it's fucking not buddy. That's take crazy. a fucking backseat. Go sit that's the crazy. fuck down. The man's a human being. His business isn't our business. Just like my business isn't your fucking business, Tim. Yeah. I like how we, and also this guy is convinced that this team is a Stanley cup. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You're a playoff team right now. You're yeah, a he's fucking like, loser to- right now, Tim. We need to get four points to finish off this road trip. Uh, Larkin better wake up and get back on the ice. This guy, I want whatever he's on, dude, because that's some fire stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I hope the guy's not a Montreal fan with the Druin and Price experiences. He wouldn't be a fucking fan of them anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a couple more things about Mo. Uh, I have to imagine that this isn't the first first – or last time, I should say, that we'll see – Mo or Raymond, Rookie of the Month. Um, I'm sure whoever decides the Rookie of the Month for the NHL basically just flipped a coin between Raymond and Mo. Um, I will say I think that overall it's probably harder to do what Mo did compared to Raymond. Like those are ungodly stats that Raymond put up, and he played with Danny DeKaiser as his pair for about half the month. So pretty fucking impressive. Uh, yeah. Um, now the only other thing is that he's also cider is playing, uh, in the top 40 in the NHL in minutes played time on ice average top 40. Uh, that's all right, buddy. And he's only a minus two, which is nuts. I'm like a team who's 500 and like, lets up a million goals a game on a team where like FNSU was like a minus 67 every year. Yeah, didn't he break the record one year in, like, 2018? Yeah, I mean, our team was historically bad that year, but... Yeah, 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 of course. Um, I also wanted to say... I want to get your thoughts on this, too, because I kind of have, like, different opinions every day about this, but having Mo play with DDK and having Mo still being, like, elite analytically and, like, on the as the eye test goes, too, playing with that guy um, is, like, what the fuck's going on, but... And the other, you know, other But DeKaiser is bad analytically. I don't think he's that bad when given the eye test. Dude. He's not a great defenseman. Bad. He's not worth $5 million. I get he's it. He's worth nothing. He shouldn't be in the NHL. He's terrible. No. Well, he probably won't be. But, I mean, it's not, uh, it's not like he's the worst defenseman in the fucking league. Not in the league, but by a mile. I mean, he's he's he's, get, he's close to being one of the worst in the league. But I mean, he's still he's still been around the game. He still knows. Mark Stahl's not good anymore. We don't take away the fact that he's going to be a fucking Hall of Famer, probably. I mean, I don't think Mark Stahl's played that bad this year. I, I, well, I no, but you know what I mean. Fine. I mean, he's a shadow of what he once was, but that doesn't oh, take yeah, away yeah, yeah. anything. Like the Kaiser still fucking been there a long fucking time in his whole career and. From Detroit, that, yeah. and I mean, uh, people like also, to just fucking make it like he's as bad as they fucking think he is, and he's not. People get fucking go blow your own horn. <laughs> I think that I, I've heard this on Twitter a lot that they're gonna wait for him to get 500 games and probably get rid of him. But 
the point I was like kind of making about the whole uh, DeKaiser uh, cider pairing is that I think the reason that they're putting Letty with uh, Haronic is to kind of hope that Steady Letty can boost Haronic's game. Yeah, yeah, because that is a guy that we kind of do need for the future. And if he's playing alongside Letty, his game gets better. He learns from him. Like that's huge for our development as a team. So um, I, I don't hate the way it is, but I would like to see a better pair for uh, or partner, I should say, for Mo. Yeah, I would too. Uh, maybe they're just but saying again, fuck though, it. Next year it's Simon, so fuck. True, and that was another point that we can get to in a little bit. But the prospect pool, Jesus Christ, it looks so good right now. Well, yeah, uh, oh yeah, it gives me an erection when I look at it. Yeah, it's nasty. I was looking at like the Kings and uh, the Ducks today. I think that they're probably a little bit better than our prospect pool, but some of the guys that smaller name guys like Dower Nelson and those types of players, they're having incredible years. Like they could be NHL players in two to three years and up to be such a good team long-term. And we have like basically a trillion dollars of cap space to make moves. Once this team does start, you know, turning the corner more, and needing to make those moves. So exciting stuff. Um, a couple more things I wanted to get to Dylan Larkin. We're not going to speculate about why he's out or whatever. That's none of our business, but no, hopefully he comes exactly. back soon. Hopefully. He's, uh, he's out yeah. and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he's okay. Um, it doesn't seem like it's very long-term though, which is good. Um, and obviously that, that team without him is just not the same. Uh, I mean, that's pretty clear. He's like the best player on the team, but uh, kind of want to transition that into uh, the Montreal game. We can talk about it super quickly. Not a whole lot to talk about besides the fact that not having Bertuzzi and Larkin um, reminds you of the 2019 Red Wings. So, Yeah, I was just going to say that you said Larkin's an important part of the team, and I said it was easy. Or I was going to say, you know, it's just as easy to say, yeah, Bertuzzi is an important part too, and we've seen that in the last couple games that he didn't play. Yeah, like he drives, he helps drive that line, and he's a huge morale guy. You can tell, like, the guys get fired up when he's fired up. Um, you know, but uh, speaking of the Canadian game, that first line was Raymond Rasmussen in February, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Fabry's going to be centering the first line tonight with Bert. Okay, that's nice. Um, uh, and Valeno, yeah, Suter, game. and Zadina. Valeno, Suter's going to be centering Zadina and Valeno. And uh, I like that line. Rasmussen, Rasmussen with Ernie and Nemesnikov, and Stevens, with, as always, with Gagne and Giovanni. I actually am like kind of falling in love with that fourth line. They don't jump off the page or anything, but I love watching them play for some reason. It's not, it's not pretty hockey, but I don't know. I like watching it. He's never going to be a fucking top six guy, but he could be a real solid bottom six fucking grinder. Yeah, dude. And the thing, I know Twitter fucking loves Giovanni Smith, and I do too. Like, he's he's fun to watch. And you need a guy like that, especially when you play teams like Dallas, just because you don't know what's going to happen. But he's definitely a guy that you want, you know, like on a playoff run. The guy that brings, you know, a little bit of an edge there. So, um, but your boy, I want to talk about Rasmussen a little bit he was put in a really tough spot against Montreal in that first line where he should not be not to his fault, obviously whatsoever, but it goes to show that Michael Rasmussen is probably um, on a cup contending team, going to be a third line center, more of like that power play or power driving forward. So um, I don't know. what do you think about him uh, two nights ago? 
Uh, yeah, basically what you said, he shouldn't be, he's not, he's not a, the first line center. He shouldn't have been in that situation. And then when you're missing your three best forwards, really, it, you know, it doesn't yeah. help that much. Any, I mean, you know, I'm throwing Verona in there also. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I still like Rasmussen either. Still, he still has this, you know, we still don't know where his ceiling is. Let's be honest. Second year in the league. Everybody needs to kind of pump the brakes. Uh, we, we, they, they took him right, right out of the draft and he was in that first year and I don't think he should have been. And then he went back to the AHL and where I maybe a year or two back the WHL might've helped him, but it is what it is. Here we are. And really like, come on guys. He hasn't played that long. Uh, he's still young enough. He's, he's going to be a good player. I hope. Yeah. And we talked or else. I look yeah, like I agree. Piece of shit. No, I, I, I think you're right. And I think, um, you know, you mentioned it, putting him in that spot, his uh, first year in the league was tough. Like we talk about development a lot on this podcast. And that was an example of um, trying to overdevelop a guy who shouldn't have been there. So I'm um, tough break for him, but I, I do have hope for him. Like, I really do think that if we keep him, he'll be um, hoisting the cup as a Red Wing, as a third line center and being a pretty good third line center there. Um, I hope a couple more. Th- yeah couple more things uh we touched on prospects actually so um we have a game in 28 minutes uh puck drop at six central uh excited for that Bertuzzi's back in the lineup we touched on that Larkin's out uh we need some more points to get that Calder uh Calder race back in back in shape we're just below a point a game for Raymond and uh Cider so I'm oh, the other point. thing I wanted to talk about with the Calder race is uh, Cole Caulfield. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he goes down to the AHL, and now he's right back in the Calder race, but it's the Calder Cup, not the Calder Trophy. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck, I just had a thought, and now I'm fucking blanking. God damn it. I know we got – so Boston tonight, Jeremy Swayman starting for them. He's a good tender. Uh, they got a good Yeah, like Swayman. They got a good fucking, and you know, if they fuck around, uh, you know, if they get to be to some fucking around and, uh, you know, they're maybe not doing that good, but they're still bubbling for a playoff. Like the check season ends in like January or February. I don't see, I, and if that happens, crazy, I see him getting on a fucking plane and coming back and signing and going, Hey, here I am. And the same thing with yeah, two, Garask. two Garask could recover from his injury and go, Hey, Boston, your goaltending's not too hot. eh? Boom. And then you got Ras for a million bucks probably because he doesn't give a fuck about the cash anymore. I would love to see Krejci come back and play for a playoff playoff run. I don't really like the Bruins too much, but that would be Now, awesome here's the line. thing is that um, if Krejci does come back, he'll have to go through waivers. And I know there's the, like, Krejci could come over and say, oh, if you take me off waivers, I'll just go back to the Czech Republic. Not going to play, But yeah. I don't think that stops a team that want especially a team in Boston's division from grabbing him. And even if he says, fuck you, I'm not going to play. Well, at least you're not playing for me, but at least you're not playing for Boston. Yeah. It, like at least it? you block them. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you just want to grab your, uh, uh, a top six center. You just want to grab one of those again. No blocked. Sorry. You know, who, you know what GM in the league is really good at like spoiling plans is Steve Eiserman. What if what if Steve Eiserman says, Dave Krejci, we're gonna snag you before Boston can? 
And then all of a sudden, we now have beef on Twitter with the new fan base. That'd be fun. Steve, I <laughs> do it. Do it for us. Yeah, you never know. I yeah. See what happens with it all, but. Um. All right. Well, that's pretty much all I got. What else you got for us? Yeah, I mean that's pretty much all. We got a game, big game coming up here. Getting ready for that one. Getting a, getting a few in me. Might have fucking smoke a doobie. You know. There you go. Sounds kind of. Get nice. ready for a little lit Thursday night. Yeah, dude. I love doing this recording on Thursday nights before games. I actually checked the calendar. We don't have one next week. No game on Thursday night, unfortunately. Yeah, I did. I did tell you a couple weeks ago that there was only like six or seven Thursdays that we didn't have games. It may have even been like ten, which seems like a lot, but it's really not over like eight months. Yeah, not bad. Oh, also one more thing I forgot to mention this, but no more uh, games in Canada until mid February. So we'll have uh, Bertuzzi for a long stretch. Yeah, till American nice. Thanksgiving when he gets fucking hurt and he's out till January. Bertuzzi! I hope not. Just get jabbed. Kid. Stay strong, get buddy. Jabbed. Stay strong. <laughs> um, all I right, yeah. Th- we'll... I did the three knock on woods. I don't know if you listened to Chicklets this week yet. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Whitney said if you don't knock three times with your right hand, it doesn't mean anything. You can't knock with your left hand. Yeah, see, I never heard that before. Until I never heard that. that either, but I just knocked on wood and I went to do it with my left and then I stopped and I did it with my right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll come back. Do you want to do probably some weird period? fucking Boston uh, shit? Probably, yeah. Do you want to do the uh, second intermission again to wrap it up? Yeah, yeah. If I'm not totally blitzed this time. Yeah, same here. I, I plan on getting kind of turned, so I guess we'll see. But uh, we'll probably see you guys in like an hour. If not, then I'll just do an outro uh, tonight before I post the episode. So we will yeah, see you guys. I got about a liter of whiskey that tells me I might be all right in the second intermission. Beautiful. Love to see it. All right. Let's go, Wings. Talk to you soon. Let's go, Red Wings. See you later, everybody. Peace. Hey, hey, Hockey Town. Oh, God. Fuck, dude. Hockey Town's rough right now, bro. Wow. Fuck. We're playing one of the best teams in the fucking league, bud. God damn, dude. This is. You know what this is? This is. I thought about this, like, during the uh, first intermission. I'll just edit this from here, but, uh, this is like the end of the honeymoon phase for the 21-22 Red Wings. You know, like, <laughs> we were so high on them for a little bit. Obviously not thinking to be a playoff team or anything, but... You were really close. high on them. I was never that high on them. I wasn't even happy they were winning. I want 8 baby. That's what I said in the first couple episodes, and you're like, fuck you. No, you're a fucking liar. Go back and listen to those episodes. I will, and I'm going to... I said 82, and you were like, yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Dude, I've been so in, saying 082 since fucking 2007. Dude, you know what? Maybe you're right, uh, but I think my... I'm always right, buddy. Pro- That's why they named me it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah fuck you. I think uh-huh. my, my thought process is, like, I want the young guys to play well. I don't give a fuck about the record. I get you. I want the young guys to play well, too, but I also want to fucking not be, like... I want to at least have, like... A top five, top ten pick. Like, we at least deserve a top three after everything. Dude, honestly, watching this game and the Montreal game, it kind of looks like we're going to be back in that mudslide of terrible hockey. I mean, but we signed up for this, though. So, I mean, I'm not that mad at all. Yeah. Hey, we're Red Wing fans, and we've been teetering for, like, five fucking years. Imagine being fans of some of these teams in the league that haven't won in 40 50 plus Toronto, you fucking bombs. Yeah, Ottawa too. Like basically every Canadian team. So, yeah, but I mean, Ottawa's only really been in for like 30 years. 
Yeah, and honestly, I kind of like their. Hey, at least Ottawa won a Stanley Cup back in like the nineteen teens. Yeah, they have one. Yeah, yeah, they have one. Those are awesome jerseys, by the way. The the pinstripes all the way up. Sick jerseys. Oh yeah, I like the jerseys they have now, though. Like with the with the send looking at you from the, the side rather than looking right at yeah. you. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, I had a okay. Since notes. you said two D, hold on, because this is yeah. something I have from weeks ago when we when we decided to edit the purple octopus red sweater uh, logo, and you yeah. said your girlfriend was a design student. Remember, I said I had a good design uh, story to tell in the pod, and then I never even f- fucking told it. Oh yeah, let's go ahead, go for it. So I take this fuck my first year of university. I take this fucking design class. And I'm thinking like it literally when I'm sitting there with a the fucking court course counselor or whatever, I'm thinking this has got to be a cakewalk class. Give me it. Oh, you're dead wrong. I was dead undecided. Wrong. I was undecided first year. So I was like, oh yeah. fuck this. Right. And uh so I take this class not knowing that first off, I like I won't say I'm bad. I won't say I'm great with computers. I'm not bad with them. Now, from the description of this class, is description di- different from day one when I walk into the computer lab, and it's all Macs, where it said the uni- our university did not have enough Macs. All, all of a sudden, in those like two or three weeks. We got a donation that led led to a Mac library, which was where this University class, of Florida, which was where this Florida. class was. So I'm in this class. I'm in the very first fucking class, and the teacher talks for like ten minutes, and then sends a picture to everybody and says, "You have to make this picture in you know whatever design program you have to use." Yeah. So this is a two hour class. Dude, I'm 45 minutes into this class and I'm looking around <laughs> trying to figure out how the other students, I can't tell which one is their picture that they, that they fucking drew on like paint and which one is the oh, picture the fucking no. professor sent. Not not only that, I don't even know what fucking program to open, bro. Oh, you're fucked. So you're lights fucked. out. So so listen, I'm just I just decided fuck this shit. I never went back to that class the rest of the year. That was two hours a day, Tuesdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I never went back to this fucking class. This was at SPC, St. Petersburg College. Oh, it was before Florida? It, hey, listen, it's a four-year accredited university, so relax, everybody. I can get your panties. But anyways, I never go back to this class ever again. And I'm sweating over it all semester. I'm like, I'm not going but like, oh my God, like a fail is going to look so bad. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to transfer into Florida with this. <laughs> so at the end of the semester, the fucking professor emails me and says, Wesley, uh, I've never gotten any of your assignments. There's an assignment every week, every class. So two assignments twice a month for six months. So there's about 12, 15 assignments. Right. So I go to the fucking library at the school and I fucking, I put a jump drive, thumb drive thing in the fucking computer and I open up on a fucking Mac, like 15 or 16, 20, whatever it is, however many, uh, you know, project projects there were. And I open them up all in blank documents 
and I, and I name them of what they should be named, right? And save the blank document. And on the last day of courses, I send those 15 fucking documents to my prof. Dude, the prof emailed me back in like four fucking minutes and said, Wesley, I don't know what's happening. You're a nice man. You're good. You're a nice kid. You're a good student. Uh, all these documents are blank. So I email her back like 25 seconds later and I'm like, what do you mean they're blank? At this point, I act like I'm losing my mind via right, email. Right. What, yeah. do you, what do you mean they're blank? Oh, my God. She messaged me, and she goes like, she's, I know you were in class every day. You're a good guy. I'm giving you an A. I do believe you did the work. Oh, my God. What the fuck? University of Florida. I was I'm in class. No, that's, home, not, that's not UF, bro. No, that know, ain't that's UF. What I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, bitch. That's what got you in. That fucking- no, well, that ain't what got me in. What got me in was my goddamn Stella-ass grades. <laughs> but I just couldn't yeah, believe sure. that this teacher was like, you're a good student. You've been in class. I know what you know what you were doing. Well, you ain't a good professor because you had no idea what I was doing. What no I, what I was exactly. doing was never showing up to class. So you lied to me and said I always showed up and I was a good kid. I showed up to class one day out of probably like 30. And I emailed you 15 blank fucking assignments. And you said, oh, Bomb I'll it. give you an A because you're probably. And I was like, oh. dude, because I'm like, how am I? This will be the first time my dad hears about. Actually, I think I did tell my dad about this. But it may be the first time he hears about this. Shut and, up, I was, Big Joe. and I was like, ah. Uh, and my dad was just like, I don't give a shit. You paying for it, not me. <laughs> yeah. And that's I was like, all right. That's fair. So when did you leave that school to go to Florida? It was like your undergrad or whatever? I did a, uh, one semester at SPC. Oh, and then transferred to Florida, okay. Yeah, and, and, uh, it's te- technically – well, when it, when SPC first came up, because a lot of people in the area in Florida, they like to say, oh, you go to SPC Junior College. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. is what it used to be, which I got upset about, because people – older people I worked with, they'd be like, oh, you go to SPC Junior College? And then, like, two months later, when I fucking, you know, went to UF, I was like, yeah. And then they were like, what? Weren't you at SPC Junior? And I'm like, it ain't a junior college no more. It's a goddamn four-year accredited university. (laughs) I didn't just fucking become a scrub to being a fucking somebody. I've always been a scrub somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's fucking, that's pretty funny, though. I mean... What a joke by that professor. Jesus Christ. Oh, I know, dude. And I was like, and I I can totally remember sitting there as an 18-year-old, 19-year-old, whatever I was, kid, like saving all these empty files as something. And I was like, Oh, we've no... all been there, dude. I and I was like, I was like, too. dude, there's no way like anybody like maybe if this was high school, the teacher might fall for this. Like something happened to my jump drive. Oh, dude. Oh, dude, a fucking uni professor thought that something happened to my jump drive and I got a fucking A. A And I literally should have got a fucking, like, a Z in that class. Like, bottom of the fucking row, like, Z, you get the fuck out. You shouldn't even be in university anymore, you fucking loser. Yeah. That's where I I should have been with that one. The classic one that we used to do is, like, if you just Google, like, HTML documents that has, like, the code base, you just copy and paste that into it and turn it in. That's more of like a my generation thing at last couple of years because, you know, cool job, whatever. But um, let's get 
let's talk about the game super quick, and then we can start bullshitting because this game sucked. It was terrible to watch. The Red Wings look awful. Like I said, the honeymoon phase is over. We're back to the rebuild. We're back to Shane. Oh, it is. We're back to the real team. We're back to the real team, which is yeah, where yeah, I want to be. This yeah, is yeah, where yeah, I want to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to be in fucking yeah. fantasy land. No, you're Give right. Give me the real right. fucking you're... team. Give me my real hopes, dreams, and expectations, and then shit yeah. on them, stomp on them, and fucking crush them for me, Detroit. Just do that. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. At least mm-hmm. one more year of that. This year, at least. Then, then Eiserman got us going to fucking, you know, then Eiserman, okay, it's this year, and then Eiserman sets the GPS out for the fucking Stanley Cup course sale, you know? Yeah, the bad thing. We get through this season, we're smooth sailing to a Stanley Cup within five, I promise you. Yeah, I think there is one more year of, like, just getting our nuts scraped across a bed of nails, though. Like, I don't think this is the the end of it. I, I think that we're back. Like you said, fantasy lands over. We're back to real life. Hey, there listen, 26, 27, 27, 28. We are no, before that, before that. Yeah, maybe before that, but by 25, 26. Wait, 21, 22, 22, 23, 23, 24, 24, 24. By 25, 26, we are at least in the conference finals in the East. Oh, but dude, but twenty four, twenty five. I want us to be competing for a president's trophy. Well, I want us to be competing, but I'm saying we're in the conference finals. We're yeah. fucking knocking yeah. off every other team in the conference like they're fucking nobody's business. You know what? I, I, I said this before the game even started when I figured out that we had to, I had to listen to the fucking and uh, the Nesson broadcast with Jack fucking Edwards. That oh, you were saying shit. that too, and I know you were pissed because I got the Bally one. Yeah, because he sucks. Hey, yeah, shout out to Canada happy. for still having NHL.TV! So, like, that is... That doesn't exist to me. But I was going to say, the only thing that Jack Edwards has done positive during this game... You know what? No, he actually... He, he hasn't been that bad all game, but he did shout out Steve Eisenman. He did shout out the rebuild, and he said that we're building a giant. So, I do respect that. I, I, I'm glad that he noticed, like, what's going on in Detroit. Because that guy is so fucking 2D, dumbass, home. Okay, Boston while guy. you say, like, people going off on Detroit, not that you said he really went off, but I wanted to get at, I saw all over Reddit in the past week where people are like, everybody discounts the Red Wings. Everybody no, thinks the fucking That's Red Wings dumb. are shit. No, 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 no. Well, here's the That's thing. Dumb. The Red Wings kind of are still fucking shit, you losers. Obviously. Obviously, there's shit. Look at their fucking. Oh, no, it's the people going, Oh, did you hear what Wit and Biz said on Chicklets? Listen, losers, I'll say it one fucking time and one time only. Live right here, the Purple Octopus Red Sweater. You heard it here first. Biz and Wit for 10 plus years, both of them were in the fucking locker room every fucking day. Don't ever say what they say is wrong about the inside of a dressing room. Because us fucking pigeons are pheasants. We've never been in the fucking room. Shit's going on. I've been in NHL rooms. I've been in rooms after after games with buddies that were NHLers, you know. That's not when the shit's going on. Wit and Biz have been in the fucking rooms. They know what's going down. They know who are the leaders. And I hate people that are that continue to say, I got a buddy. I won't say his name. He knows who he fucking is. And I know he listens, so he knows who he is. He always said, Oh, this guy's the captain? Oh, this loser's the captain of this team? Oh, And I went, you know what? What the fuck do you think you know about what goes on in the dressing room? 
And he used to go, no, Crosby shouldn't be the captain. He's not captain nope. material. Shot. Uh-huh. And I thought, sorry, dude, you don't know what the fuck goes on in the dressing room that who the fuck are you going to tell me who the captain of an NHL team is? Unless you're the yeah. fucking in the dressing room, 365 with that motherfucker. You don't tell me who wears a letter in that fucking dressing room. And and a shout out to him because I know he'll even know who he is. I love him, but uh, I won't say his name. Yeah, I mean that's a good point, and I agree. Like, yeah, those guys have been in there, and there's a reason why Biz is on TNT. He's a fucking right. It's, it's not character. because he's a loser on Spitting Chicklets that can't read. It's no, because no, he knows the fucking game. You fucking yeah, pigeon yeah. that think oh. Oh, they put him on there to be uh, uh, to to go against Gretzky. Well, show me a what? point where he's gone against Gretzky, you fucking idiots! No, no, but people are all over, man. People are writing into our Instagram, our Twitter, uh, not our Twitter, obviously. Our Twitter has been suspended by the actual Detroit Red Wings. So, uh, thank you very much, Detroit. But, anyways, people have been writing into the Instagram saying this and that, and I'm like, what the fuck are these people talking about? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Um, so for me, the third period just started. Puck drop just happened. Uh, oh, okay. Quick. They're just showing cider. They just showed Bertuzzi sitting down. Now they're showing cider. Third period hasn't started yep. for me quite yet. Speaking of cider, he was going after Marshawn. He had two. He he went for uh, shoulder on uh, jawline hits. Missed both of them. Kind of connected on one, but you can tell that cider knows who that guy is. Marshawn is, and he wants to hit him. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. When you started saying cider hit Marshan, I know where you were going at, and yeah, yeah. the only thing I wanted to jump in was, yeah, like anybody in the NHL isn't stupid, and obviously cider being a fucking rookie, being a young kid that's been in love with the league for obviously oh, a very long time. No. Yeah, I saw that. Um, obviously he knows who the good guys are. Like him trying to go at Marshan twice. You think that was a mistake? You think he? You think he thought? No, you think no. when he picked that puck in Game One against Tampa, you think he was doing that off Paparoon <laughs> stick? No, he knew he was doing it off fucking Headman stick. Is, he knows Wes, what he's doing, and he's doing it to drive his name. And guess what? Yeah. Drive your fucking name, Mo. Drive your name. Market yourself. That's what the league's all about nowadays. Is it possible five years from now that Mo Sider's the biggest villain in the NHL? I don't think he'll be the biggest villain. I, uh, I He's think a villainous character, though. Yeah, I think his game will change once he gets the respect of being the top, one of the top boys in the league, though. And I yeah, don't yeah. think that'll take more than, like, next year. Like, this year, next year. And then I think, he'll, you know, if he continues this, then he'll people will start to go, okay, listen, he's not just some fucking flash in the pan. This yeah, kid's the sure real deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, for this year and probably next year, he'll get, continue to get a little bit of hate. But hey, shout um, to Germany hockey too. Come on, we got Leon Draisaitl and Mo Sider. We're gonna have some great players. Lucas Reichel too. He'll be a good player for the Blackhawks. Leon Draisaitl is a fucking machine. Yeah, he's nasty. He, he is the, like ten steps he, a game too. He is uh uh without being as big. The only thing I could think to compare him as is a Lindros Datsuk hybrid. But he's not quite as big as Lindros. Obviously, as nobody's nasty. nobody's hands are yeah. as filthy as Datsuk's. Yeah, but yeah. but who who in the league looks like a Lindros or a Datsuk? Nobody. But Drysaitel looks like both of them. I actually and, don't hate that comparison. I don't hate that. Well, dude, he's fucking. He's the 
he's the second best player in the world right now. And I'm going to say it because I took him Ooh. second overall in our fucking fantasy Ooh. draft. I took him second overall in our fantasy draft. I left Austin Matthews and every other fucking player in the league on the table. Thank you for Big that guy, Matthews, by the way. Big Big yeah, thank you for that. And I'm two and one and you're one and two. I'm two and one too, bitch. Oh, are you really? I thought you just lost <laughs> yeah. this week. No, I do want to come back of the fucking century. I'm yeah, Sunday see? Night. And then I loved, dude, I, I actually was giddy all day when you had messaged me and you were like, you're making moves, eh? I was yeah, like, yeah, 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 baby, I'm making moves every day. Listen, oh, if, if somebody... Out. If one of my forwards or defensemen isn't playing, I'm dropping that motherfucker and I'm picking somebody up. As long as it's not like, you know, Roman Yossi or Sergeyev or Hedman. If it's like Eckholm, I'll drop that bitch up and pick somebody up all all day. Yo, I'm up up 77 to 42 right now. What's my game, Matt? Can you check for me? Yeah. uh, You are losing 60.3 to 54.6. I'm losing? Oh, dude, he had – Huberto's already gone off. Oh, he's got Bergeron, dude. Bergeron went off for eight points oh, tonight. Fuck me, dude. And oh, Huberto went off for 2.6. Uh, he's got Heinen at two. The best you have is Ekblad at 2.9. Other than that, nobody on your team's over point two. Jeez, I got, I got the fucking Norris trophy champion on my fucking team, and he's uh... – I have yeah, but he's not even playing Fox. tonight. Who, wait, I know, who? I know. It's just my Adam Fox and Kyle McCarthy. Oh yeah, the best defenseman. In the oh, league. dude, you Young got guys. a dirty defenseman. Even when I was talking to my buddy Kyle about it, my Kyle, my buddy's like, "What the fuck?" And I was yeah, like, "Yeah, no, Evan's nasty. got a sick fucking team, but you yeah, ain't got the team I got." Perform, Yo, Connect Me's got Connect Me's got me three tonight. Do you see his fucking goal tonight? Shabbat's got me one point two. Petrangelo's got me one. Cider's yes, go got watch, me one. Go watch TK's goal tonight. It's filthy on the goal line. Who's that? Travis Konecti. His goal tonight is unreal. Hey, in case everybody missed it last week, I sold Travis Konecti a fucking barbecue. Eat my ass. Did you really? Yeah, I sold him a barbecue at our London store, little pheasants. Can we say numbers here or no? Numbers what? What he bought? Yeah, what kind, what kind what, of numbers are we pushing here? What he paid? Well, okay, yeah. what he what he came in on was was uh he came in and he's like, hey, he's like uh I think he, he said the same numbers, but no no no. I think he had told me his dad's friend just bought this barbecue he came in looking at. So I was showing him it to him and then he was talking and then I looked at him and I was like <laughs> and he was like, What? And I'm like, Here Travis, connect me. And he's like, Shit, I am, man. <laughs> And I'm like, listen, let me show you this. And uh, listen, I didn't upsell them, and I don't get commission or nothing like that. We don't get commission to our salespeople at Patio Pals. But anyways, I upped them about, I upped them uh, up to about a seven hundred dollar increase. But that was all. Listen, I I sold them a Napoleon. Napoleon is the barbecue I'm all about. I don't know if anybody out there knows shit about barbecues, but Napoleon. And Weber are like your fucking BMW and your Mercedes and everybody else, right. your Ford, your Chryslers, your GMs, your Hondas, your fucking Toyotas. So he was going for one barbecue that was about six fifty. I upped him and he bought a barbecue for about eleven hundred. So I upped him about four fifty, five hundred. Uh but really in terms of things, I sold him a better barbecue, a barbecue he'd be happier with, a barbecue that was 
covered under warranty for a lot longer. And uh, yeah, fucking Travis Connect needs the fucking man. Let's go. Well, first That's off, awesome. first off, the guy didn't even flinch when I showed him barbecues that were like four thousand dollars out of what he was looking at because that's like a five thousand dollar barbecue and he was just like oh yeah i could buy that too he's also making <laughs> all like i got all five... i gotta do is score one assist and i could buy this barbecue <laughs> yeah i was gonna say his, his contract's like five and a half or something like he's making oh he's cheese. the man he's the yeah. man and i used to love going down so our uh, we got a store in london i used to go down there every thursday and i used to love it because thursday just seemed like a day like one day Court, I was down there. Corey Perry walked in, and I'm oh like, my "God!" I'm like, "Yo, Corey Perry," and he's like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "What's going on?" He's like, "I just bought a house," and he tells me where the house <laughs> is. He's like, "I'm looking for some uh, barbecue, some patio furniture." He tells me where the house is, and I'm like, "So I go and tell one of my bosses," and my boss is like, "Oh my God, I've been trying to play at that fucking country club." Like he bought a <laughs> Perry bought a house on a golf course in London, Ontario. For like six million bucks, and my my boss who could have easily bought that, he was like, "Fuck, I've been wanting to get on there for fucking years." That's awesome. That, I want to see the. Uh, so back in Chicago, we have some. Oh fuck! Look at this hit against Nemo. Okay, I'm just at a face off right now. Uh, Fourteen thirty four left in the third. Jesus Christ! Nemo just got flattened. I got Ernie, Nemo, and Ross out there right now. So here it comes, eh? Who's getting flattened? Nemo. My boy. My I fucking this is my your, number this one. Is your line. This is my this number is one. Line. No, Nemo's my number one dog, bro. And Ross, too. It's Ross and Nemo out there. Uh, okay. Well, that was a good hit. That was a clean hit. It was hit. a good hit, but he got fucking flattened. Uh, I, I don't know if he got like flattened, but he got taken down what, at the right spot. What are you talking spot. about? Look at that hit. Dude, it's not like he got like, oh, well, it looks like he is hurt. Yeah, no. But it wasn't like he was rifled hard or anything. It was just like maybe a sweet spot at the right time. and Yeah, right time, right time. But, dude, wait till you see his left shoulder clutch at the boards. Like, I'm surprised he didn't break his collarbone or his right shoulder. He, Dude, that was a bad hit. I mean, clean hit, but not, not great for Nemo. No, not good, but, oh, yeah. It was just because, dude, it's because he was five-plus feet away from the boards when he had took the hit. Yeah, right. You kind of flew into the boards. If you're a foot away, you just take the hit and you hit the boards. But when you're five feet away, you go in fucking weird. Yeah, you go in sideways like he did. He yeah, just did. or you can go in. Look at it. He ain't even leaving the fucking game. What did I tell oh, well, you? Dude, about, but- what do I tell you about Vlad Nemo every fucking day, buddy? Fuck. I know. I, I'm coming around on Nemo, man. I, I was just so low at him because I wanted Valeno to make the team over him. And at this point, it doesn't really matter because they're both in the lineup. But I do like Nemo, though. Don't don't like don't get that twisted. I do like Nemo. Well, no. I mean, and I like Valeno, but I'd rather have him in the AHL another year while we stockpile bullshit. Gosh, yeah. Hey, pasta agree. to the box, baby. That don't happen often. And Fabry takes one. Fabry usually gets a penalty. Fabry fucking draws one. Yeah. Usually, uh, usually Rob Fabry is our fucking penalty taker. True. Yeah. He, ta- he takes. He takes. He takes a good amount of pens. He does. A uh, couple things from the game, though. We'll just speed these out. No one really gives a fuck. But uh, Dylan Larkin. Oh, my dog's just screaming. Stevie's. Yeah. Fucking. Right 
He's getting upset. <laughs> He's like, we got a fucking power play. Stevie's fucking jacked. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Larkin is extremely important to this team. Like, holy fuck, the team is just different. When, Fuck, he's getting yeah, noisy he's, in there. He's eh? mad. He's fucked. What, what are you doing to the old boy? Nothing. I'm sitting, I'm sitting at my desk right now, and he's just yelling at me. Oh, yeah, he doesn't like the Iowa State. He wants a fucking Tim Tebow fucking Ew. Heisman Trophy banner on your wall, baby. I can get you some. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll talk to Riley Cooper. We'll get some sent right over. I mean, Tim Tebow is such a fucking joke nowadays. I mean. Don't ever talk about a Florida Gator like that. <laughs> ever a fucking again. Hey, I love some of your Florida Gators. Unless you're Noah. talking about Aaron Hernandez, who I already fucking, I tried to scrap him at Super Bowl 47. You can ask my, you can ask Kyle Danby. He was there. Gronk, <laughs> Gronk wouldn't let me and Hernandez go. Really? Gronk stopped it. Oh, Stevie, what's going on? Also, I didn't really want to go. I knew I was going to get murdered. How tall are you? You're like 6'2", right? 6'3"? I'm about 6'3", about 250 pounds, but I'm not Aaron fucking Hernandez. (laughs) So you had about 6 inches and 100 pounds on me. Oh, yeah. I'm like 5'10", like 150. I'm a little guy. Yeah, you got your whole frat house coming after me, though, though. No, it's not light. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm playing. That is so blown out of whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good joke though. That 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 is a very fair uh, joke. No, I know, dude. I've I've been around the frats enough to know what they're really about. I, I yeah, like. I yeah. know. I, I I will. I don't put no hate on no frats. I know what yeah. they're about. I know what they do, and they do do oh, good. Oh no! But uh, all right. We may- what up? <clears throat> Wesley? Hello? Wesley? Hello? There you go. I know I poured a drink and I don't know where I put it now. So anyways, fuck it. (laughs) Oh, fucking Christ. You know what I was thinking about while we were in a little bit of a break here? (laughs) That uh, Vlad Nemestikov and Robbie Fabry signed to Detroit during the darkest hours and those guys are decent players i know like vlad has the slava kozlov connection and fabry whatever connection first round draft pick well fabry didn't really connection so much as he needed out of st louis to get a regular playing time and and bottom yeah but like what if like he can pull some strings and get us like a guy that's like a legit first liner or a first pair eiserman yeah wow I think he realizes that our first pair is coming out of drafts. Like at least at least at least half of them, or at least one from the top two pairings, like Edvinson and or Mo Sider, probably one two step. Well, and Lucas Raymond, like those would probably be our top three fucking players, and they're our top three yeah. draft picks. Like so, that's pretty good to hit on three guys. Let's hope, you know, for fucking And Kosa, too. We also have Kosa, and we also have Dylan Larkin, who's a guy who just plays so much better with good players. Well, Larkin, you know what? Larkin was also a guy that was rushed into the playing time in the NHL where he wasn't allowed to continue to go to – I mean, obviously, it was his choice to leave Michigan, but, you know, Detroit obviously wanted him real bad. And Also, talk about Michigan hockey for a second. Those guys are a fucking letdown that I I won't hear otherwise. Why are they letting you down? Did you think they have like every game forty-seven nothing? Oh uh, yeah, they should have. Yeah, 
Absolutely, they should have. Well, no, oh, they shouldn't have because it's college hockey and we have no. Okay. Oh, I have, how are I don't you? have a scrap yet. Where Where are we here? Here we go. Maybe it's coming. Oh, in the we're corner. getting nasty. What time are you at here? I don't even know what time. The, the score bug is gone. I'm at eight minutes right now. You'll uh, see it. Stall just tied up Bergeron behind the net. Veronica's about to get fucking hammered, I think, because I heard you talk about it. Now fucking somebody else has a puck. No, Gagne. it was net front. It was net front one. Oh, here we go. Yep, there we go. Gagne getting beasted around. Big Rass. Look at Big Rass is bigger than fucking everybody else. That's what I'm saying, dude. Rasmussen's like the perfect. He's the prototypical third line center. I love Rass for that. Like, okay, what are you mad about Michigan at? They're seven and two. They lost to Western Michigan. Shouts out to my sister McKenna. How are you? She was saw that game live in person. Yeah, and then they also beat Western Michigan the next night in overtime. But you should not be losing a one and one to Western Michigan. I'm sorry. If you have four of the top five prospects in the in the NHL, you should not be losing to Western Michigan. And your sister goes to West Mish, right? Yeah, yeah. So did Danny D. So did Danny D. Shout out Danny D. Low key. I love Danny D, but like he shouldn't be in the NHL right now. Sorry. Okay, do you want to get at something real, though? Um, that game, for whatever fucking reason, against Western Michigan. Um, yeah. Okay, hold on. They all played, too. They all played. Oh, that's what I was just looking at. I was thinking I didn't see Owen Power played, but, yep, Owen Power Matt did Bernier's play. played for sure. Luke played. Uh, Luke Hughes played. Yeah, Hughes played. Power played. Bernier's played. They all played. See, Western jo- oh, Kent them. Johnson. Yeah, well, you know. Let's Kent not forget, Johnson. though, what Michigan has, what? Busey, Brand- Brandon, Brandon Busey. Who the fuck is this guy as a goalie? Like, let's I don't not give lie. A fuck. Oh, I, I don't, don't care. You a need fuck. a fucking goalie. You need a fucking no. goalie. Yeah. No, no, well, no, show no. me a fucking team that has won any kind of a championship in hockey. It's show me them. Hockey. Show me them. I don't care. You need a hockey. fucking goalie. Dude, Show me that a team that's a ever won a championship. They should be under. You're a piss poor excuse for a human fucking being, Evan. You're a piss poor excuse for a human being. If you can't <laughs> name me a team that's ever <laughs> won. You. No, you can't name me a team that's ever won without a good fucking goaltender. Let me Michigan think about it for a doesn't second. have it. Let me think about it. Let me think about it. This is also college hockey, and they have elite prospects. I, like, I, that's not I don't, an excuse to me. Better. You also know that all Michigan's guys are forwards. Other than Hughes. Yeah, Hughes is a defenseman. He should be locking it down. Well, yeah, I know. They need five other fucking defensemen, though. Do they, though? Matt Bernier's, Owen Powers, Luke Hughes. They have some of the best NHL prospects on their roster. I know, but they have nobody on defense, and they have nobody in goal. So two losses in nine games isn't that bad. But we said, did we not correct me? Yes, they have four of the top five picks, but that's all they fucking have, man. Oh, no. They have four of the top five. They should probably go five for five with a goalie next time. But did we not say? Well, they did go five for a while. Fuck, they're fucking five and two and seven. So, fuck. Man, it's Power, Johnson, Hughes, Beniers. Yeah, Yeah, that's the fifth one. For the guys they have after that. I, I mean, I expect these guys to be national champs. But really, after Power's... Fucking Beneers, Hughes, and Johnson. They got nobody. Yeah, after Kucherov, Point, 
uh, Stamkos, Vasilevsky, they got no one in Tampa Bay. It's crazy. See, that's what you think about Tampa fucking Bay, right? You <laughs> thought that Coleman and fucking Goudreau and fucking Gord. Well, okay, but you think they did nothing. That's a third line that's they lost. True. That was a that quarter of their true. fucking production. I, I, I see. I also, see Tampa I has defense point. and goaltending. Michigan doesn't have that. I see your point. I see your point. But it's also college hockey. You got to level with me here. This is ab- absurd to have two losses in nine games. You're right. But I can go back and look at you, a Windsor Spitfire team that had Taylor Hall, Ryan Ellis, yeah, 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 Philip yeah, yeah. Grubauer, you know, 20 fucking guys that went on to play in the NHL and they lost the first three games of the Memorial Cup, and then they won the next five and won the Memorial Cup. And then the next year when they went to the Memorial Cup, same team, they lost the first three games, then won the next five, and then won the Memorial Cup. How many cups did those guys have, like, as NHLers? I know Grubauer has one in Washington, but off the top of your head, how many did they have? Oh. Like the guys that were on the Windsor Spitfires team? On, on that one team, yeah. I, well, like, like, I'm not like so they so they went back to back. Uh, they did go back to back champions. I'm gonna say off the top of my head, probably got like four or five. Uh, oh, I don't think they have that many, dude. I like. Okay, what year yeah. was that? 2014. No, they won 08, 09, 9, 10. With Taylor Hall. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was that one. 08 I'm going to say they had nobody that was a Stanley Cup champion. The second year, I'll say uh, Grabauer. Um, Richard Ponick, I believe, won a Stanley Cup with Washington. Chicago. And Chicago. Or with Chicago. Yeah, or yeah. both. Uh, Taylor Hall has zero cups. Ryan Ellis has zero. Wow, that team is stacked. I'm looking through a lot. Hey, Jesus. Pan- Panic did not win with Chicago, but he did win with Washington. Did Panic leave the year? Before they won the cup in 2013, who Chicago? No, Panic was drafted by Tampa. Yeah, and Panic played in Chicago. Yeah, but he didn't go to Chicago till 1516. So he won a cup that year then, 1516. Chicago won the cup that year. Yeah, they beat Tampa Bay. Oh, okay. And then he also won with Washington. Yeah, dude this this team was so nasty. What the fuck? What the Spitz this... team? Yeah. Yeah, Adam but not not a lot of that. Stanley Cup champions, but a lot of good uh, guys. Henrique is a guy I used to work out with. Henrique, man, this guy I'll tell you. What was fucking, he like? He, duh, fuck it. Wait, listen, I'll tell you. That's what I was gonna say. Straight up, I was working out with him one day, like probably two days after they lost to the Kings in the finals. The Devils lost to the Kings, and I said, "Hanner, fuck, it's tough, eh?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's tough, man." And I said, well, we'll- I said, Grace. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Grace had enough. Oh, they scored on that. We'll slip their box. Sorry, so I think I, I think my mic got shut off. But anyways, so I <sighs> yeah, was saying, I said too. to Henner, I said, Henry, you know, like, what a fucking crazy year. You go to the Stanley Cup finals. Bergeron scores a fourth fucking goal tonight. Are you kidding me? He, uh, I love Bergeron, though, man. If it was I love him, guy, too, but... So, and Henrique said to me, Henrique was like, yeah, man, you know, and I was like, what are you going to do? You know, you're going to stay in New Jersey, da, 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 da. And he was talking, and he's not from, uh, Henrique's not from Windsor. 
different Ontario, which where the king, the great one, Wayne is from. Shout out Wayne Gretzky, yeah, yeah. Um, Henrique said he told me he goes, dude, he goes, I may just sign my last contract like five six years with Detroit for peanuts so I can be in Windsor. You know what? Now, awesome now he told me that about two years before he signed a long term deal with with Anaheim. And I'm not going to hold anything to Adam because I'd rather be in the fucking OC than this area also. So, <laughs> Yeah. Dude, this fucking Wings team is strong. Yeah, I mean, they, we had Cassian awful. on that team. Fucking Grabauer, uh, Cassian, Austin Broussard, Austin Watson, Richard Panic, Harry Young, uh, Dale Mitchell. Scott Timmons, Cam Fowler, Ryan Ellis, Taylor Hall. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. This thing's are stacked. Fucking the year before guys. that was Josh Bailey, Taylor Hall, Ryan Ellis, Adam and Rake. And Jeez. Bailey was only there a short time because that was Bailey's draft year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Short because year. we talked to Nectal. Remember, Nectal said Bailey was the best player he ever played with. Yeah. But yeah. Bailey, Bailey went right to the NHL that year. And he didn't play for the Islanders, but the Islanders didn't send him back. And I remember I was still in Florida that time, but I remember a lot of people being pissed off in Windsor, like send him back, let him go on a fucking deep Memorial cup run instead of having him scratched in the fucking NHL. Yeah. be a black ace in the NHL. Yeah. For, for a run like that. Wait, Harry, Young, Harry Young, who was the Spitz captain back to back. He's a Windsor guy. Uh, he he used to be a neighbor of mine. What a great guy Harry Young is. But he became a police officer for no more reason than he was a loved hockey member in the Windsor community. And the Windsor police handed him a fucking job while he was still on contract with the New Jersey Devils, which as a former police officer, I don't fucking agree with, but it happened, so. Yeah. Basically because people would know who he was in the city. Oh, kind of, yeah. That's that's Canada, though, dude. It, that seems like such, the most Canadian thing ever. I still can't find my fucking drink, and now I'm getting upset all over again. So, are all cops Mounties? That's no. a legit question. No. Okay. So, the Mounties are the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. That's such a sick name, by the way. They are, at the day's end, they are, 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 they are the Canadian FBI. But soft. No, dude. Go down a rabbit hole. No, no, no. You will never, like, they have those, the red fucking and plaid, like, Mountie uniforms. I have never in 35 years seen a cop in one of those. They're always suit, FBI kind of fucking shit. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you go out, like, out in the mountain ranges of, like, the, the Rocky Mountains, like, in Alberta, you know, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. Uh, British Columbian shit. Yeah, they'll be up there in the Mountie uniforms on horses. But they, for all intents and purposes, are the Canadian version of the FBI. Okay. Okay. W- which is not a good look because the American FBI is basically looked at as, like, bad. Bad news bears. Well, okay. not Maybe not looking at it as the same way they look at But, I mean, that's, like, our... You know, like kind of like our secret police. Yeah, work. yeah, sure, sure, sure. Like so, where yeah, you don't know that this guy walking next to you at fucking McDonald's might just be one of the badasses cops in all of the country. 
Let me ask you this. So you've been, you obviously been to Florida. Have you been to Vancouver? I've never been to Vancouver. See, that's like a place I really want to go. It looks Let's beautiful go. there. Yeah. 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 That'd be awesome. If we can go to like a. Uh, can we get like a fucking purple octopus fucking credit card and just start charging shit and then pay it off like eight years from now? We'll have to like get some uh, Patreon supporters here soon, eh? Oh, I just want to get a fucking big old account. I don't want people to pay for us. I just want us to pay for all our own shit. And like, <laughs> but not have to pay it off for like eight to 10 years on the company credit card or something. Yeah, it starts popping off or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Also, this fucking team. Yeah. This is going to be a. Uh, well, well, well yeah, I mean, listen, we can't be 29 shots behind them at the end of the third period and expect that we're going to fucking win a game. You can't you even get 15 fucking shots on net. How do you expect to get goals? I mean, yeah, Grice has been year. playing well. Uh, and well. I mean, he's been playing well for Thomas Grice. No, he's not playing well. Because I've said that we've said that a couple times and we've had hate on Instagram. You guys think the goalies played well, let in five goals? Listen, Kerry <laughs> Price plays well and lets in five fucking goals, you losers. Sometimes the goalie plays well and he still lets in a shit ton of fucking goals. Yeah, shots out Corey Schneider. He did the same thing. He let like seven goals in a game and have like 64 saves. Like he played a good game. Hey, shouts out to Cordy Schneider because he's still on the New York Islanders roster and he's still getting paid like an <laughs> NHL player. So fuck yes, shout out to Corey Schneider. Motherfucker's you know still getting it, paid like a national leaguer. I love it. See, like for my generation growing up, like, it was Corey Schneider, Carey Price, and Hedrick Lundqvist were like our three big boys. Oh, and Lundqvist was around before you were born almost. Fuck. Um, he looks like he's 24, though, because the guy's a rock. Nah. Oh, yeah, the guy's a man. I mean, he probably came into the league in like 02, so you were like maybe, what, four or five? But, four or five, uh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I grew up with, uh, you know, Belfort, Joseph, Broder, Wahasek, yeah. Uh, Fucking Chris Osgood. If you fucking yeah, listen, baby, Ozzy, you're a fucking Hall of Famer, and they're fucking rejecting you by not letting you into the fucking hall. You had yeah, a fucking... Right, yeah. Chris Osgood had a fucking plaque reserved in the hall when he retired. They just haven't given it to him yet. It's a fucking black eye. It's a bigger I black eye than Ozzie. the fucking yeah. Chicago Blackhawks is right now. Whoa, hot take. Don't agree. The biggest black <laughs> guy of all time. Obviously, obviously, I was being facetious. Yes. The Chicago Blackhawks may be the biggest black guy in hockey history. Yeah, they could be. And you know what's going to be awesome? When they get rewarded for all of this with Shane Wright. Okay. Here's what I, here's what I wanted to get at earlier when we talked about it. We should talk about this in the fucking main pod. Okay, Fuck, so... Man. Uh, well, this is still on the same thing. It's all going together. True. If you've listened this far, then you're like dialed in. On, on yeah, you're dialed in. You want to hear what I have to fucking say about some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. um, they find the Chicago, the Arizona Coyotes $5 million yep. and two first-round draft picks for fitness testing. Now, you're yep. telling me it's only a $2 million fine for rape? Also, so you're putting, about- you're, putting a, uh, you're putting a dollar amount. $5 million and two first-round picks if you talk to guys before their draft. Only $2 million if you rape one of the top prospects in hockey. Fuck you, Gary Bettman. You're a fucking loser. 
You've got to be fucking absolutely Look shitting at me. Fucking NHL. Hey, George, fucking George Peros, I love also you, suck my but I'm too. with Shane no, O'Brien. You're on a fucking milk carton, Peros. You're on the milk carton because you can't understand what the fucking Department of Player Safety does. So I'm with Scotty Upshaw, Shane O'Brien. I don't know if anybody listens to the Missing Curfew. Yep. Scotty yep. Upshaw yep. and Shane O'Brien are the fucking boys. Nobody's ever been realer than Scotty Upshaw. No one's ever been a hotter fucking He's a rocket missile. in the NHL missile. than Scotty Upshaw was when he came into the fucking league with his blonde fucking tips. Okay. <laughs> so I love fucking uh, I got three I got three fucking Upshaw jerseys and I have an O'Brien jersey. I'm wow, not fucking Toronto around. Beat, uh, not to uh cut you off, but Toronto just beat uh Tampa Bay in overtime. Yeah, totally agree. Um, yeah, Toronto well, gets a or Tampa still gets a point. Eh? I just want to go on a soap opera or a, a soapbox, I should say, for a second about uh, Gary Bettman because I have been the biggest Gary Bettman defender for like ever, and uh, within the last week, we got uh, a lot. Sorry, sorry, we got a lot of overtime games right now, eh? Yeah, Toronto bunch, just won. Washington, Florida are in overtime. Pittsburgh and Philly, the brotherly love, are in overtime here. We also have two games coming up. We still have Buffalo, Seattle, and then St. Louis and San Jose, I want to say. Yep. Just check. And it. how yep. about March or so? Two goals tonight. Carrier who could have been a draft, uh, a trade pick. And Howden also. They both scored and had assists tonight. Fuck. Fuck you, I like Ottawa. A lot. Yeah. Islanders fucking blow Montreal right out. How about Brock Good. Nelson? Four goals. Are you shitting me? Brock Nelson? That that like ties his entire career goal mark. Okay, go the fuck away. Don't ever talk I'm... about Brock Nelson like he's a piece of shit ever again, Evan. So my buddy, who's a New York slash Washington fan because of his dad, we both love Brock Nelson. I want him on Detroit as soon as possible. I love You Brock said Nelson. it you said four goals tied his career high. He has 175 career goals. <laughs> no fucking way. No fucking way. Dude, he's played 611 NHL games. This is his 612th game, and he has 174 goals. Oh, he's a steady goals. guy, then. He's a steady NHLer. Dude, of course he is. Dude, he was drafted in the first round. I don't know where, but Kevin caught. You ever watch Entourage? I've ever watched Entourage. I love Entourage. Okay, I'm glad to know that about you because that's what I'm all about. E, Kevin <laughs> Connolly, if you look up Brock Nelson's draft, you know Kevin Connolly, the guy that played E, is the one yeah. that was on stage that picked Brock Nelson for the Islanders. No fucking way. Oh, yeah, he was like, the Islanders select Brock Nelson out of Dude, wherever he came from and whatever under- pick he was. West, the most underrated character in sports, or in, uh, in uh, television is E. E's awesome. Dude, I wish I had this picture that I don't fucking have anymore because it was like 13 years ago on a BlackBerry cell phone. <laughs> Me and my buddy, my college roommate, we were going to a Wings game or a uh, Lightning game. And we go into the Hooters in Tampa, two blocks from the arena, eh? Shut out Hooters. We're sitting there, literally, we're the only two guys in the whole place, and we're at one side of the bar. And this guy comes in, and he's at the other side of the bar, and my buddy goes, should we go talk to that guy? Like, because we're the only three guys here, and this guy's wearing an Islanders jersey, and it's Lightning Islanders that uh, night. Oh, yep, yep. And I'm like, I'll go talk to him. Fuck yeah. So I walk over to him, and I'm like, Islanders fan. And he looks at me, and I stopped. And 